Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. We are ready to record a buddy time. Yes. I am so excited. Me too. Uh, just everybody out there, Gail and I always uh, have a little bit of time before we have our time. So thanks for chatting with me. Yeah, it's yeah. so fun to, we, we FaceTime with a phone and then we record <laughs> on a computer and <laughs> headphones in our closets. So it's yes, fun to see your face and to do this, Rach. Yeah, we'll get it down. It'll be good. I'm really excited for another buddy time. I was actually thinking sometime I should interview you like I do for the podcast. You know, I've never actually done the interview with just Gail Novak as far as like introvert, extrovert, coffee, tea, dog, cat, you know, really, I haven't. And get more of your background story. That would be fun. That would be fun. Do that. And we won't call it buddy time. We'll call it like the interview with Gail Novak. Okay. Let's do it. You up for it sometime? That'll be part of season four. (laughs) Yes. Season four. I think this is going to be part of season four when this one airs. Yay. Yeah. So I started it. And when I did, it was 2019, I think, but each year had two seasons because I didn't mm-hmm. want to go for, you know, a whole year long or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, mm-hmm. yeah. So we do have some returnees and people that listen often, which is so good. So some fun. of them are your buddies, of course, which is good. Yay. Love so that. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. And maybe we will do one live. It would be fun to do one live with you. In person, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember what that's like? You actually yeah. go see people? <laughs> it's been a while. I'll come. I'll brave this. I'll brave the, the airplanes and the storms and the, the snow. <laughs> and come see me. Yeah. Okay. So I don't even know. Is it warm there? Gail's in Texas, everyone. I'm, I'm in, in Texas, Wisconsin. Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, it is currently sunny and beautiful out, but it's probably like 40, but it's sunny okay. and nice. So. Okay. Yeah, it's overcast here. But you know what we didn't talk about even in our little pre-time? Do you want to talk about Christmas at all? How was it? It's just a different Christmas for everybody. I know. It for had to be. Sure. For had sure. To be. Um, I I was just looking outside. I just have to say this first. I was looking outside because in Texas, you plant pansies in the fall, and okay. then they last until May, which when I first moved down here was mind-boggling that you'd be planting flowers in October and November, and they could withstand the snow. So there's yeah. even like sometimes snow here, and it covers the pansies and <laughs> Um, I don't know if it's just because it's 2020, 2021, but I have flats of pansies out in my front that have not been planted yet. (laughs) And it just reminded me as I looked out the window that I need to go plant those this afternoon while the ground is still soft. It just is kind of, it's just par for the course of where we are that I have flats of pansies sitting out there waiting to go into the ground. And they're all cute and they're periwinkle and yellow and they make me smile, but they are not in the ground yet. So I'm sure there's a story there that we can dig into. Um, oh my gosh. What have we purposed to do that is just not getting done? I have it, rooms that I was going to paint that are not. Yeah. It's okay. You know, yeah. it's an oh well. Oh well, yeah. the pansies yeah. are still sitting there. <laughs> they're just but they're blooming. There. They're blooming in the in the flat. Yes, they are. It's it's I'm um I'm an event person. I am not a maintainer. And so my kids. Oh, will that's laugh. A, such a good way to put it. Oh yeah, I'm an event girl. And and I always have been. My mom would be like, You burn the candle at both ends, and then I would I would stop and I would regroup and start another thing. And um, so you asked about Christmas. I'm backtracking into November because part of a fun thing that I do is decorate people's homes for Christmas. Yes, you do. And Bang I up job. did four homes and one off, new office building and trees and garlands and wreaths and centerpieces and flock oh down here. They flock the trees to make them look like they're snow covered, but then they put them inside, which I still don't understand. But <laughs> flocked <laughs> but trees do. are a really big deal down here, which are very messy and you shouldn't inhale the flock because okay. it, it like makes you cough. So um, decorated <laughs> all these trees. Got them done by Thanksgiving, and then I decided I had to paint my kitchen, which I know you do the same thing because yeah. all of a sudden, like, something's coming, yep. and you're like, I'm painting my cabinets. Yep. And so the Thanksgiving weekend, we had Thanksgiving, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I was painting beams with Haley and ceilings because it had to be painted before Christmas. I okay. just got 
bent on that it had to be done. So that's kind of how my Christmas season started. A color or white or? White. It was just, it was dingy. It had kind of yucky wood beams and it all just needed a fresh coat. It actually made it beautiful. But um, it made my heart happy. Those kinds of things make my heart happy. Yep, and it brought I get it. life and, and calm into my kitchen. And we had a chandelier that had not worked for a year. So we would eat kind of in the dark. <laughs> kind of candlelight, kind of romantic. It's kind not. of like there's so many illustrations in what I'm about to say. But <laughs> And Dave, I, I found one on Marketplace. I painted it black. I wanted to get it hung. And he went up and he said, you won't believe it, but it was just a loose wire. It just wasn't connected. Oh. And I thought, we have been living in the dark. That'll preach. Year. That'll exactly. Preach. This is an illustration. And then, and it just wasn't connected. Why did we not know that? We yeah. tested, we thought we tested and we took it down and hung the new one and it's beautiful. And then we had a friend come over who does, um, helped us with some electrical and the microwave hadn't worked in the same amount of time that the chandelier hadn't worked. And I don't really use the microwave, but my kids like to use it. And the GFI plug had tripped. Okay. Which just cuts the power. Okay. okay. But I never checked that outlet. Again, just need to press the button to have the power. And I'm like, okay, Lord, what are you trying yes, to tell yes, me here? Yes. Where am I not connected to the source? The Where confirmation of two witnesses. <laughs> Where is my wire loose? Where is my GFI tripped? Because yeah. there's not light. And so there's been a lot of seasons in the last year, as with many people, wow. that I've felt in the dark or not full of energy or not feeling like I'm walking with the source. Yeah. And... I didn't even plan on telling you this. So I feel like the Lord's like, hey, you should share that story about yeah, painting your kitchen. It's so good. But it, it's, and then we got it plugged in. We painted it white. There is a, a sense of calm and peace in that room. There is light when we eat. We're not in the dark anymore. Amen. And, and it's like a place that we want to gather. So I don't know if there's anyone that's feeling like unplugged, not hooked up to the source, um, but I hope this isn't encourages you. So I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, I was actually thinking that in some ways, depending on how connected, in a different way, connected to the wrong source, it, the, anybody's been for um, just listening to the rhetoric or listening to the stuff that we get to, or maybe even opening the door and just sitting on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. But there's that whole weariness and anxiety and depression and loneliness and disappointment and exhaustion. And not that any of that isn't real. But if we could just repent sometimes and think on a higher level of, wait a minute, I've actually partnered with that. And I'm starting mm-hmm. to tell people like, how are you? Oh, I'm, and we start saying those same things instead of, there is a source of light. There is a source of life that mm-hmm. I am tapped into. And so I'm going to basically say, God, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. sorry for not actually having the spirit be what I will testify about more readily, I guess. So I don't I don't think it was an accident that you told me that story. That's so good. It's and so good. you know, knowingly or unknowingly, sometimes people sit in the dark. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a straight up choice. You mm-hmm. know, but unknowingly there's still a solution. So mm-hmm. wow, yeah, I might have to borrow that illustration sometime you, if you I can. <laughs> and 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 then since then, because you get out of the habit of using that light switch and turning on the light, we'll be in the kitchen. It's it was over our dining table, which is all in the kitchen area and we'll be like oh we can go turn that on right but you have to kind of get a new habit yes to turn it on and then when it's on it's beautiful because i really like this new chandelier that i found for very cheap painted black huh so i have to get back in the habit of actually going and turning on the light amen amen so so conscious choice yeah so Mm -hmm. good okay so you painted the the hardware part black um, no, we painted, no, we painted, oh yes, just the, just the chandelier, the okay. walls and the ceilings and the beams, which down here, they have texture and then people paint over wallpaper. So we had to use respirators because we were painting with oil bait. It was, it was a huge job. Wow. Um, it was very intense. We did not paint the cabinets. I'm not that brave yet. Um, but that's hopefully this spring. Yeah. But, um, it definitely changed the atmosphere and how we wanted to be in that room with a fresh coat of paint. Yeah. It made it feel alive again. Atmospheres are huge, aren't they? Mm-hmm. 
They're mm-hmm. huge in the tangible, like natural world. And you're so good at atmospheres, Gail. You really are. But that's also reflecting of how you are in the kingdom. It really is because mm-hmm. you create atmospheres that mm-hmm. aren't just like a nice throw pillow and a, you know, a Afghan on the side and some nuts on the table. That's not it. Although that's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. You do that in the kingdom too. Atmosphere is everything. Atmosphere yeah. is everything. And we have authority to change mm-hmm. atmospheres. You know, sometimes I, I don't know if it's Chris Vallotton or somebody else that would say you can be a thermostat, not a thermometer. Love that. You know, set it, set the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Go Bring into it. a room saying, mm-hmm. I'm bringing it. I'm mm-hmm. going to turn the light on. I'm going to shift the room with, you know, a spirit of joy rather than, you know, anxiety or depression or whatever. Yeah. I so, oh, that. I love that you're such an atmosphere girl. Yeah. You, you, I should FaceTime you sometime. You should give me ideas around the house and stuff like that. It's Dana was so here and she gave fun. me some. Oh, I bet she did. She's, She's so good at it. Um, I, I love to create spaces where people gather and connect and make it conducive for that. So that is definitely my heart. Um, I bought a little chair for this office bedroom and now my dog has taken over the chair. So <laughs> I have to kick him out so I can have my prayer chair. Um, a woman, I, I love I love Facebook Marketplace for things like that. And Haley yeah. and I will go find bargains at estate sales, which is so fun in Dallas. And um, I wanted a little creamy white chair for my, um, this room, I, it's a bedroom office. Yep. Yep. Painting, all of that. Yep. And the woman said, oh, it's hard for me to get rid of this chair, but I, I, I picked you out of all the people that wanted it. And she, it was my mom's prayer chair. Oh, and she spent decades every morning sitting in that chair praying. And I was like, that's what I'm going to use Amen. it for. Oh, thank you for picking me. So, and now the dog loves it because he's like, that's very sweet. That chair he's like, this over. is an anointed spot. I feel so peaceful when I'm here. I feel so rested when I'm here. Exactly. Oh, that's good. Yes. How are you liking that room? Or, and wait a minute. I'm going to ask this a little bit. The job is going well. You're continuing to coach clients and mm-hmm. you're using that space for that too, right? Um, it's not where I bring clients, but it's okay. where I have all of my papers, all of my creative stuff, um, where I can go and sit in quiet because we live in a small house. Um, so it's not, I'm, I'm really pondering in this next year of getting an office outside the home. Okay. Because a lot of my work can be done in coffee shops. You know, some of the coaching can be done in a public place and not where there needs to be a lot of privacy or quiet. Um, but I'm thinking that I would like to have an office space where clients could come. So I'm looking into that as I see if God wants to expand this coaching yes. and what that will look like. Yes. So. Isn't that one of your words? Yes, I believe it's one of my words. A friend of mine and um, I were talking about what our word was for the newer year um, as we are into 2021. And normally I have it by... December before, and I didn't feel like I heard a word this year. Um, And my last year's word was ripple and just the ripple effect. So I think Mm. this is on top of the ripple effect and the ripple of things going out. Like you can throw a pebble and it'll ripple out to others, or you can throw a big stone. It'll create a bigger ripple um, in a good way. And um, so my heart has been more for um, healing and evangelism and people knowing the Lord um and bring it not not bringing believing lies that their enemies trying to throw at them yep yep um uh things coming against people's identity yes which i think is huge which yes. we should dig into a little bit um so i believe expansion and ripple are my words for this year so good so good i How do think you? that you know my word for last year was uh, recompense I thought mm. it was going to be abundance or hope because, oh, I have a pair of jeans I should show you. It sounds like something that doesn't make sense. But so <laughs> one year I painted, it doesn't matter. I painted all my words on this pair of jeans that I got this summer and I cut them off and they're just so cute. And then I put like sunflowery weird colors on them and all the words I just did with um, Sharpie marker. And so I really wanted my word for this year. But last year, I thought it was going to be abundance or hope or whatever. And because I've had victory, I've had breakthrough, mm-hmm. I've had different words. And I think it was either you or somebody I know that was like, what's your word for the year? And years ago, I was even like, I don't know, what's I'm even that? supposed to have a word for the year. Yeah. <laughs> but it really is interesting how that carries you. Mm-hmm. So last year when I sat down and I, I, I was writing and all of a sudden I got recompense. And I remember thinking, 
hey, Siri, what's recompense mean? <laughs> you know, and I know the scriptures that said my reward and my recompense is with me and you will see my recompense and all this, but it's to um, compensate, to make up for loss or harm mm-hmm. suffered, to pay back. And I was like, oh my gosh, what ways is God going to pay back for loss or harm suffered? And how am I going to see it in other people's lives? Not just like, oh, good. Um, I hope you pay me back, but I hope you sick them. You know, not that, but like, how is somebody going to get paid back for loss or harm suffered? And I saw recompense happening all over the board. Like I have a friend whose parents got scammed at the state fair and she was not only their advocate, but she just went and talked to a few people. The news got on it, this whole thing, and they got paid back, you know, and this was happening like uh, maybe two months into my recompense thought. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's recompense compensation, payback for loss or harm suffered. And everywhere I looked, I saw it. So I would say, whether God gives you a word or not, if yours is ripple, you'll see ripple everywhere. You'll see the ripple effect in your life. If your word is breakthrough, you'll see God will break through in your life, whatever. So this year, I feel like he's told me refresh. And it's, it's, um, and there's also one that just, just the more, the overflow of God, like in this time where it may seem like everything's stripped back he's actually more lavish or there's more, but, um, I haven't written it down. Like I know for sure this is going to be it because it's still the beginning of the year. And I really want to pray over is that what you've said, but I do believe there's always more, more to his knowledge, more of who you are in him, more, 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 more abundance, more healing, more, uh, wisdom. There's just more, not anything, anything you pick with God, there's always more. And he never addresses things by our lack. It's always according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus, which never stop. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't ever want to shrink you down to this little shrinky dink God who hopefully will meet my need or whatever. And I'm not talking just financially, although that's a big deal too. I mean, I had a lot of things canceled last year and we're still fine, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, somehow there was an abundance that you gave and there's still more. So I want to land on my verse, but let's talk a little bit about the identity piece, because I think you're Mm. right on to that. I think when we do know who we are and dial down some of those voices, you're there as an active member helping people and coaching them Mm -hmm. of who they are. It's not Mm -hmm. a mistake. People are made for a purpose and on purpose. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe the podcast before this one or a couple after my dad, I was really talking about a message that I give on I Know Who I Am, and I did that whole YouTube series on I Know Who I Am. And it, It's not that I've run out of things to say. It's that I feel that passionate about whatever voice comes in, you got to know what it is, and you got to recognize it, and you're rejected if it's the enemies, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you've got to just not only reject it, but you've got to repent if you partnered with it so that mm-hmm. you can replace it. You know, and I, when I have audiences, I have them stand up and we sing this little jingle. And one time I was at a camp, I think it was, and I was going to go into the little lodge area, cafeteria area and have my breakfast and then go give the first session. And I woke up with recognize, reject, repent, renounce, replace, replace. <laughs> I'm like, what? And I'm like, God, you just made a little ditty, like a little jingle for my talk. And I go, how is it again? Recognize, reject, repent, renounce, replace. But I have to go like renounce, like you're ripping it up, replace. And so I got there and I said to the ladies, I got giggling so hard. I'm like, Holy Spirit, you know me. You know that I love little actions. You know that I love to get everybody standing up and let's do this with our arms. And and you know that I will remember anything if it's to a song. This is brilliant. And he's like, I know. I said, and it's very me. You know, to for me to present it this way. He goes, I know. I said, I just love this. He goes, I know you would. And it has stuck with me ever since. Because the renouncing part, it's not a shame thing. But we no. have to say, like, I recognize I partnered with that. And I renounce mm-hmm. this. Like a legal document. I'm not signing mm-hmm. that. I'm ripping it up. And I make them go, renounce, replays, <laughs> replays. And we have to, like, touch our heads, you know. And it's like, what thoughts are bouncing around in that head of yours. And if they are not God's, you got to replace them because you can't leave it empty. If you leave it empty, you know, it's that Mm -hmm. whole part in scripture about the demons. You sweep them out and more will come, you know. So anyway, I know you're really helping people and I want to thank you for helping people because they will help people and it'll be a ripple effect. I, that is a great word. I hope so. That is a hope. 
I'm still stuck on your jingle. <laughs> just need to go back okay, to you your got jingle. It. So everybody has to point to that, recognize, and then you hold your hand out and you reject, you know, because yes. if it's condemnation, mm-hmm. if it's woulda, shoulda, coulda, if it's mm-hmm. shame-based, it's not the Father. Because it mm-hmm. says that His voice is the voice of love over us, and even it's His mm-hmm. kindness that leads us to repentance. So even when He does have to tell us something, it's not a condemning thought. It can be corrective. It can be convicting. It can cause change, all three C's, you know, but it's not condemnation. So I remember once I was giving this, maybe I said this in the talk, but anyway, I I was giving this and I held my hand out and I remember stiffening up my body. I'm very body aware and I had my feet kind of spread out like Wonder Woman and I reached my hand and I said, you got to reject it. Like you're stopping traffic. Like Mm -hmm. if there is a Mack truck coming, you've got the authority because you're wearing the badge to stop this train coming, or this tr- this truck coming with these thoughts. And as I was giving it, in my own head, I hear, they are going to think this is the stupidest talk. These motions are dumb. They're not third graders. Oh, maybe they're fifth graders. They're not fifth graders. They're women, Rachel. This is so stupid. And I had to push through and reject it as I was giving the motion, like literally, and I did. I was just like, they don't know what's going on in my head as I'm talking, you know, Mm -hmm. and I do Mm -hmm. it. So fast forward to like Tuesday night and we go to Bible study and there was this little honey bunny, little millennial gal, and she says to me, I was so glad to be at your talk. I said, oh, I don't know if I recognized you in the audience because it was like a big women's event on a weekend. And um, She said, you know, I got so attacked in my apartment over all the things that I'd ever done in my, you know, early 20s. She goes, it was just ridiculous. And she said, he was just slamming me with all this condemnation, which I've already confessed. God's already forgiven me for, blah, blah, blah. She goes, and I stood there. I was making muffins. And I put my hand out. And I said, I reject that thought. And I told her the story. I said, I am so glad. She goes, that motion helped me so much. And I was just like liberated by the fact that she would number one, share that. But then talk about recompense, payback for loss or harm suffered. God just told me, no, that was really helping someone. And I'm going to give you a tangible person. So yeah, you can be stuck on my jingle because it is kind of cool. I am stuck but in it your works. jingle. It is. In, I think I hear back like, like jingles from like seventh grade. Yeah. You know, the seventies and a commercial and, and I can be taken right back there. So yes, there is music, but I'm wondering if you need to add refresh to the end of the jingle. Yes. Replace, replace, refreshed. <laughs> yeah. Somehow I'll have to be like pansies well, the, that got water and got light yes, and got soil. Pansy, pansies that got into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, and one of the times I gave it, they said at the end, we've added rejoice. That's what the lady said, because once you get to that, you've replaced them all, and then you can just rejoice. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I can think about that. That would be good. Oh, my gosh. It's, so it's a process. Yeah. But I will have to say the more you get yourself ready for it, uh, the more I'm going to say you pivot faster. It, it's quicker to have that happen and go, oh, no, no, no. I recognize that. I reject that. Uh, I renounce if I'm starting to partner with that or thinking that about myself or thinking that about this situation or I've partnered with spirit of dread about 2021 or no, nothing, you know, whatever, and switch it up faster because just like the habit of turning on the light, because now you can do that, the more you do it, the faster you are to not sit in the dark anymore kind of thing. So totally. So you care about people's identities and them Big knowing time. their identity is, is um, from the father what do you say to people who have people in their life who are struggling with their identity or don't believe the truth about who and whose they are? What do you say to them or what, what, how do you direct them? Well, I think we do have to live. Um, I don't think we have to ignore our feelings, nor do we have to ignore the natural things that we grew up in, but we have to trump them with Okay, that might be my feeling, but what is the fact and what does the word say? Anybody who lives in Ephesians 1 and says those words out loud, you know, that you've been chosen, that you're holy, a person, that you've been selected, that he has good plans for you, that you have an inheritance and abundance. Like literally the the first maybe 10 verses are so packed that you can't just read it once and then go, okay, that's what Ephesians says. No, why does it say that? 
It says it because it's the truth of God over you that trumps the feeling that you may be having, number one. But also, it's okay if you feel bankrupt in places or if you feel less than in places or if you feel like you were a victim to a circumstance of somebody's own doing, like whether it's the lies that you believed or partnered with that were really spoken over you. You have to let God's word be spoken over you in a more powerful way. And actually, you can't just say, oh, I'm going to think this. I'm going to think myself into bigger truth. You have to say, God, I have to believe my way into bigger truth. What do I believe? And let me hold on to that. And, you know, you and I know we've had different upbringings. I had Mm -hmm. a dad who poured purpose and identity into me. And the father, that's the father's job. The Mm -hmm. mother, it's comfort and teaching the kind of the roles of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. The siblings, it's the friend, the brother, you know, the Jesus character. But I had it, but I also believed it, right? Mm -hmm. So my dad would say things like, Rachel, if you had purple hair, people would want their hair purple. And this is before people dyed their hair colors, (laughs) or it was cool. And he just was basically saying, "Um, I find you an influencer. Stay doing what you do. And then once I was crying and somebody bailed on me and they they left and went to a different party and I had plans with somebody or whatever. And he, he just took me aside and said, people will always disappoint you, but God will never. He doesn't leave you. He doesn't forget about you. Like these little true things. I get it that not everybody had a dad grilling hamburgers and hot dogs that imparted these truths, but I believed it. And mm-hmm. that's why it's mine. So Mm -hmm. when you didn't have something like that, but you start getting God's word in Mm -hmm. and you believe it, then it has the power to unlock and and reverse some of those other things, if that makes sense. I mean, because really, you know, there's things that I could say, I didn't grow up with a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Or I could decide that, oh, I'm just, you know what I mean? Somebody else grew up wealthy. Well, I had the wealth that was in that identity way. But hurt people hurt people and healed people heal people. So I have this illustration of wanting to get as many people off the porch as possible because when I was a kid, we played that game where we talked about this on a podcast where kind of like you got to go to the porch and sit and you played it with all the kids in the... Oh, cops and robbers or whatever you call it. I just want to get people off the porch. And some of it's the, you're believing lies. Get into the game of life and go tag other people that are on the porch as well. So it's huge. And then the snowball effect. Think of Mm -hmm. the ripple effect of even mm-hmm. things that we're both doing that we really know make a difference. They make a difference. I did not I did not grow up with a dad like that. And um I think I heard I love you one time in my life. And so it was definitely uh I had a different challenge of like wait I I I feel connected to Holy Spirit and I feel connected to Jesus, but the father piece felt angry and mad at me and her and the wrath Mm -hmm. and because that's kind of how I felt growing up and um and then abandoned and so totally different perspective in the father role and it took me a long time to want to go to the father Mm -hmm. or believe my identity that I thought I was hearing from the father it took a long time for that to go from my head of like knowing those truths to like my heart of like believing it Mm -hmm. and believing Mm -hmm. it and eating it and like like really having it go into my dna um because you i knew like i know it in my head because i learned it but i didn't know it and so i can feel at times when i'm believing lies and i need to renounce them um on my identity uh i do have to go back and kind of contend for the truth that I've learned and absolutely and go back and, and reclaim it. Uh, it can be a, it can be a wounded area that the enemy likes to poke at, or um, I can be taken back to seventh grade. Um, yeah. If I get ghosted by someone and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm being excluded and left. I mean, like you can go back in a, in a nanosecond. You're like, this has been healed, but, and replacing it with the truth. Yeah. No, I'm fully accepted. I'm fully seen. I'm fully loved. I'm embraced. I'm chosen. I'm loved. Like you said, all those things in the, in the beginning of Ephesians and throughout scripture. Amen. And again, I remember when I had learned that I had purpose. Like what? Yeah. I, me? I have a yep. Like what? What is it? And so if I can help other people dream big. Yep. And want to go after their purpose and not 
uh, I have people that share really big dreams with me mm. of what they believe is their purpose. And in the earthly realm or in COVID or in the economy, it's not possible. And I'm like, oh, but if God gave you that, let's fan that flame. Let's figure out a way to make it, bring it to fruition because it is possible. Right. And he is birthing big things out of crazy times. Right. So it is a, it is a mindset shift um, of going back and believing. And then like, how do (laughs) I do better with my clients than I do with my pansies? I was just thinking, how do you water the flowers? But my flowers aren't even in the ground. And so it's like, okay, how do I help them get planted? How do we water it? How do we bring it? Even in the storm, even in the snow, those little pansies stand and, and it is a representation of this beauty amongst a frozen, cold, kind of dead season. Yep. Yep. And so there is hope and there is beauty and there is growth and um, they can bloom. Yes. All of our all of yeah. the listeners can bloom. All the people we know can bloom in spite of the circumstances around them. Right. And it makes even a bigger difference because you just looked out and said, oh, my gosh, they are still doing fine in the midst of this winter. And maybe they have snow covering on them. So when one does flourish, when it doesn't make sense, it's even a greater testimony. It's even more mm-hmm. of a billboard of glory to God or, or glory to God or the enticing part of how is that happening? And then you might get asked. And then we know scripture says to always be prepared to give the hope that you have in every season. Well, maybe the seasons where it seems like you wouldn't have to be saying much because you're not around people, maybe that's going to be even a bigger season because people are noticing it as a glaring difference. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that would be the difference between the believer or somebody who's really believing truth and somebody who's not. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel Inouye, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right, back to The Real Deal. I texted this to a friend the other day when she was trying to be all things to all people. And I said, remember, you're no one's savior. You're not the Messiah. Keep a boundary. And then I said, but also, when you're on a flight, they always tell you, as the flight attendants, to be kind to you, they say, make sure you put your oxygen mask on first and then assist others. So that's my word for you. You Mm -hmm. stay exactly where you should be because you'll be helping all those other clients Mm -hmm. when you're staying in your purpose and in your calling and in who you really are because you're amazing you're amazing you are made to unlock things you are made to connect people to their creator to holy spirit to other people and yeah i've always seen you i say you're that tinker toy piece that's the little orange piece that connects everything some Mm. of it's to god some of it's to the purpose some of it's to why they're created some of it's to tasks that they feel paralyzed and they can't do some of it's to community Connection's so huge. That's why this disconnected time is unprecedented, but also, wow, so what should we do to connect? I'm trying to think of all different things I could do speaking-wise. How do you, as equally extroverted as I am, (laughs) Yeah, we are extroverts. (laughs) Um, How are you coping through the more isolated, less exposure, less out and about? Um, times. Yeah, it's different. I I really miss hugging people because I'm a hugger. Yeah. I really do. And I miss connection. But I've, I've really tried to view like what part of my feeling, my extrovert-ness, did it feed me? Mm. Or was I just extroverted? Or did it feed me? So if it mm. fed me, then that's maybe either letting man say things to me or respond to me so now what am I still asking am I am I able to see well my mom's here with me right now after my dad passed and am I able to see helping her and assisting her as holy and helping her get her slippers on there's no audience that claps there's nobody that says wow this was really well written there's a but God saw it and so it's kind of like my purpose in anything is to do it for him and for his glory, whether it's a platform or if it is laundry. Like literally, I'm not trying to be over spiritual. I just think mm-hmm. everything is sacred to him and everything can be done. Cause he says he sees that if you give a cup of cold water. So, or mm-hmm. just water, I don't think it says cold, <laughs> you know, a cup of water, <laughs> you know? So that's part of it is seeing, okay. And then the other part of it, the extrovert thing is 
I think we have to make the best of the connections that we can. Like right now, we see each other's face, but it's a screen. We actually have to leverage that right now because the other time is coming. Mm -hmm. But if we don't leverage this, we will be more disconnected. And when we're able to connect, we won't want to because we're so used to this or we're, and, and I'm not saying this, we won't have a hybrid. Like forever, I think we will do both instead of mm-hmm. just one or the other. You know, there's things that we can get done that we couldn't do another way, whether it's Zoom or big conferences or whatever. But connection is so important. And I don't know about you, but New Year's Eve came. I was so glad I didn't have anywhere to go. I said to Michael, I consider myself an extrovert, but to not have to be somewhere and get dressed up and look cute and chat with people. Mm-hmm. And I said, is that because of this year that we've had, or is it because I'm getting older and, or is it because I didn't have, yeah, it was just interesting how I felt like an introvert that night, mm-hmm. big time. Mm-hmm. How are you doing with it? Cause you are a huge connector. Um, I think it definitely depends on where the listeners are in the country because some places are more closed down than others. That's exactly right. And there's more rules. Um, I have found with friends that are similar to us that when things did open up, they had some social anxiety. And they had never had social anxiety before, but they kind of were like, I don't know if I want to leave my house and I don't know if I want to re-engage. And so... Um, and then once they did, they were like, okay, I'm back in the rhythm again. But it was an interesting thing that happened. And I think that happened for me too. I was kind of like, I'm kind of comfy in my sweatpants. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> my ever tightening yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have my COVID curbs. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I could be working out, but nah. Um, so that, that needs to come under some self-control. You can pray for me. I need self-control. <laughs> I got to write um, that down, COVID curves. And there was another, I got to write that down. But I got to write down another thing. You said you're events or what was the other thing? Events person um, or the maintainer? Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. got it. That's a good way of putting it. I get so much done when I have something. The Lord wants us to be maintainers too. I think we are supposed to maintain, but Dave and I are not known to be maintainers. We're more event driven. And um, the mundane things like you're talking about do need to be done too. So I think there's both and but yeah I'm definitely more event event driven so yeah I I think it's a push to make myself go out some days or to be around other people or I find myself a little more drained that's what I wanted to say I feel like we need extra grace amen like a higher like asking if nothing else the Lord for an extra level of grace for each other and for like EGR extra grace required yep um because everyone's a little on edge and everyone's a little shorter and everyone's a little snippier or offended or whatever. And it's like, it makes us want to retreat or not put out the effort or feel like we'll be misunderstood, misunderstood. But I just keep hearing like, just be gentle and be, have grace and be kind and loving. And hopefully that won't be misconstrued, but that's right. what I... Well, to assume positive intent. Like we want... Mm-hmm for others to treat us as if they were understanding our motives and why we did something, not just what we did, but we can be really gracious with ourselves and really harsh and judgmental and hard on others instead of going, wait a minute, there's an umbrella of grace over everybody. Literally, the driver that cuts you off, really, what if they didn't see you? Do you know what I mean? Like, what if they, you really were in their blind spot? What if the person that's in the car that's distracted, what if they just lost a parent that day and the thing that they were goofed up about is because they literally do not have their mind on the road? Like, we get so, yeah, I, I agree with you. Extra grace required. I used to take an umbrella and when I went to a talk, I would just put it up and I'd say, mm-hmm. ladies, you each have to have an umbrella of grace over another person. If they don't show up to this meeting, you don't know what happened before they got there with your kid, mm-hmm. their kids or li- just mm-hmm. be gracious people. Everybody's mm-hmm. going to want to be around you when you give them a measure of grace. We mm-hmm. want it for ourselves. Let's extend it first with others. And it's a big deal. I had one friend that when we started our friendship, 
She was always on edge when she would arrive. And she was either like a minute before I was, or she was there and frazzled if she was a minute behind. And, and I, I just said, you know what? You're always coming from Milwaukee to then meet me. Cause you, and I just want you to know, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to say I would not get frustrated if you're 40 minutes late or something, but yeah. just when you're coming to meet with me, if you want to text me, oh, sorry, I'm a little late. Fine. If you don't, but don't be in anxiety before you get here. Cause I'm not mad. I'm not mad at you from the get go. And she goes, Oh, thank you. She's never been late. She's never been late. It's just one of those things where she was carrying it, you know, because you think people are not going to have any grace for you. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you gave her the permission to show up that way. You're so good at that reach. Well, and I will love you if you're late. Right. Instead of like, yeah. you better perform in every area I've ever expected and hit everyone I'm expectations or there's this trap trap door and I'm going to, you know, you're going to fall beneath it and you can't be my friend anymore. What? Yeah. I told mm. Michael today, I've never watched Survivor. Have you ever watched Survivor? Friends of ours loved first, it. Might be the first season, but there's been okay. but a dozen I said, seasons, I guess. Isn't it hard to think that in any point in time, those who are on your team, the next level, they're going to just vote you off the island? Like I said, that's what the world we're living in right now. It's like, you do this one thing, you say this one thing, or whatever, you're voided off the island. You can't be my friend or whatever. It's like, <laughs> it's mind boggling to me. Yeah, because you're you're like on a team, and all of a sudden it's like you're dispensable, and we need because to save myself, I need to get rid of you. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. It's yikes. yikes. So umbrella of grace, mm-hmm. big time. I agree with you. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. this spirit is a spirit of offense, and we went through this whole un- unoffendable thing one year at the cabin. We just tried to talk about what would it look like if we were unoffendable. What would it look like? Well, it's identity again. When I don't need you to give me something because I've already got it from him. Mm-hmm. Nothing you say is completing me. Nothing you do is offending me. It's just that alignment piece because I don't get it from you anyway. So you can't steal from me what you can't be the supply of. That's good. That's good. Because otherwise it's our kids, it's our marriage, it's our our income, it's our job. We're looking for something to complete, you know? That just reminds me of like tossing to and fro Mm. and someone else is pulling the string or yeah, that's so good. I love that. I'm just chewing on what you said and that's good. It's a good word. It is a good word because I don't remember who it was, but I remember one time might have been Beth Moore 25 years ago when I was in Minneapolis saying, otherwise you're like this little popper who's, will you fill my cup? Will you fill mm-hmm. my cup? Instead of, I'm mm-hmm. so full of God, if you happen to throw something in, it's going to help me splash out, out you know, but mm-hmm. I, you know, that's a big, that's a good prayer. Lord, you mm-hmm. fill my cup and overflowing because mm-hmm. he will and he does, mm-hmm. but I don't, you know, we got to go, got to go to the source. Just got to go to the source. When you say cup too, I also picture like a strainer. My son wanted to take a colander back to college with him to make spaghetti, I guess, and um, or mac and cheese, whatever it takes to feed a 22-year-old yeah. boy in college. And um, some <laughs> had really big holes in them. And I'm like, I'm sorry, the spaghetti would go right through that hole down the drain. Right. right. And then the other ones were a tighter mesh. But when you said cup, I said, I think often people show up like a strainer yep. and want you to fill yep. them. And that's impossible too. Exactly. They have to get their strainer turned into a cup with no cracks and holes and then get it filled by the source. Mm -hmm. And then they're not dependent Mm -hmm. on anyone else. Right. To do that. Right. Yeah, because I I think it's it's Old Testament where God says, you know, my people have done two two things wrong, two sins. They've forgotten me, but then they've hooned out their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot Mm -hmm. hold water. So not only are we not going to the source, but we try to make this cup that's broken and it can't hold water. And he's like, those are the two big things. You just got to come to me. And also I will be this thing that will allow you to hold it, you know? And I remember being, wow, God, I want you to be this source. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we have a real opportunity to Mm -hmm. walk in our identity, to really ask God, how can I be the real deal? 
mm-hmm. real about who you are, real about my struggles, real about the good and the bad, but own the things that you made me be and do. Mm-hmm. You know, the animal kingdom doesn't get confused. There's so much confusion in our world, but the animal kingdom doesn't go, well, I'm a cat and I want to mm-hmm. be a dog, or I'm a bird and I wish I could didn't fly, I want to be a fish. You know, literally, who are you? Mm-hmm. What What turns your crank? What do you mm-hmm. love to do? What mm-hmm. makes you lose time? What makes you lose time like, oh my gosh, four hours have gone by? I didn't even know that. I love this. And then go, maybe that's part of God's stamp on me. I think I'll do this. I think I'll walk in. I think I'll thank the one who made me. Some of it's so basic, Mm -hmm. but it's really good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I will forever think of my dad praying, you know, at the end of our Zoom calls and all that stuff. And, you know, thank God for the pandemic because we called once a week, you know, and Mm -hmm. we as a family, like, so that was a horrible year, but how great is that? And I would have the wherewithal to record some of them. And it'd be like, Lord, Help us to be the best we can be all the time for your glory or whatever, you know, but it was like, that's a huge prayer. That's a profound thing. Yeah. It's I'm so, so thankful. Oh my gosh. All the hours that you spent that you wouldn't have. If, yeah. Some, some beauty from ashes but in the last year for sure. Definitely. Very hard. Very challenging. Very Unlike anything else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then also um, some sweet things have come back. Maybe the challenge is to take some time for each person listening to take time and just think, wow, what, what good things did come out of what, what's grown? What did I get rid of? What did I learn? Where, where, what relationships have, you know, changed for the better Um, and thank the Lord for it. Yeah. I think that's totally Holy Spirit because I had written in this book, that I had, I had to flip the narrative and ask myself, what is what was this year really like? Okay, and Gail, I started writing, mm-hmm. and I didn't even I hadn't even put on there that I wrote He Speaks and the companion mm-hmm. journal I'm listening. It I didn't even know, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it was like, oh my gosh, that really did happen. So. I'm going to write that down. And I saw that I had gone away as a family to the cabin. And I saw that I got to go multiple times. Like, literally, Mm -hmm. I had to say, am I telling myself the biblical narrative of the ways God has provided and things that he has allowed and wonderful things that he has done? Or am Mm -hmm. I telling myself sort of what I hear other people saying? So Mm -hmm. I think that's a great exercise. If you want to um, have homework from a buddy time, I think Gail's onto something. Write it down because I was really amazed at how there were some very victorious things that happened that weren't all victim-like, but I had learned to view 2020 as like this victim year. It's not true. Mm-mm. When you really Mm-mm. give it another perspective, what happened that was for you, mm-hmm. that was purposeful, that was for your benefit? Yeah. Yeah. Even though it felt yucky at the time. And just gratitude shifts, talk about shifting atmospheres, gratitude shifts atmospheres. It does. It so does. It's not Pollyanna, it's not sticking your head in the sand, but having gratitude is a beautiful shifter of your heart and soul. It so is. It so is. Mm -hmm. I have it on a mug. Look back with gratitude, look forward with faith is one of my taglines. Because for women, and I hate to say this for women, but usually I was asked to go to women's events. You know, I'm not Mm -hmm. opposed to speaking to men, but... I saw them look back with regret and forward with fear. And when it was, let's go ahead and write down things. Let's go ahead and speak of the goodness of God. Let's Mm -hmm. go ahead and journal these things. When you look back with gratitude, then you've got this whole inventory of things to go, Mm -hmm. oh, so now I can look forward with faith Mm because he doesn't change and he can't lie. So if he was loving before, if he provided before, if he gave you Mm -hmm. wisdom before, if he guided Mm -hmm. you before, oh, He doesn't change, so he will do those things in the future. You can look forward with faith. So I would agree with you. Gratitude is so underrated and so amazing. I, It's so amazing to be thankful, to be grateful, to see the ways God's working. How's it going with He Speaks? You've got that launched. It's like talk about coming out of last year with, was it, it was, it was in 2020. Yeah, Yeah. it was in 2020. It was at the tail end. It was November. Okay. It's going well. Like what I'm, I wish it had a wider spread, 
But mm-hmm. God told me it's going to go to every state, and then it was prophesied over me that it's global. Okay. Does that happen within a week? Maybe with some people. Maybe with some people it's like New York Times bestselling list and everybody's word was out. Mm-hmm. But for me, I feel like it's gaining some traction. Mm-hmm. I wish it were broader, but people warned me, don't put it out now. This is a terrible year. I said, but God said now. So mm-hmm. even though it doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. And then there was not a time to, you know, we had a live launch and people came. And then we had the Facebook live and Instagram live launch. And I reached more people than I would have reached. So mm-hmm. I still have a heart for that book because the the feedback I'm getting is from people that have known the Lord a long time. And they're saying, I'm running to my chair with my mm-hmm. pen. Like, I didn't know that he was going to talk to me this way and mm-hmm. I'm really excited or I didn't really believe that and I kept reading your journal your pages saying okay well whatever and then you know so I still wish it were more but I'm like what measuring stick am I using mm-hmm. the world's probably because mm-hmm. okay. it's going out there I mean we've already recouped all money for printing anything so I'm not in the hole about anything but I still mm-hmm. just want more people to order he speaks and more people to benefit from it because it's not about getting books out unless they're used absolutely absolutely it is on my my it's next to my chair to be um, this month yeah I couldn't in the last months um, and it's time and I'm so excited in Texas to cover the state of Texas with there you it. go um, and I just keep seeing a picture of like the postal service being so backed up mm. and all the shipping things being so backed up and people haven't even gotten their Christmas cards yet yeah. from people. And it just feels like a, a, an illustration of things being kind of bottlenecked, but I feel yeah. like that's going to open up and then same thing with your book. So I just kept seeing that yeah. picture. So I hope Thank that you. encourages you. It does. That it, that it will go out. It's, it's like stuck in bottleneck right now yeah. and it's not because of you it's because you were obedient and you did what he called you to do and you wrote it and you did it and you didn't listen to the world that it's not the time to send it out right and you're like no no more now more than ever people need to know that he is speaking you're right amen and that they can hear him amen so many people are not believing they can hear god and that's it's it just it's frustrating to me and it's one of the me. reasons why i wrote it it's like i had to yeah. debunk that thought that if it wasn't in scripture by the way i love scripture that he's not speaking well wait a minute it says in scripture today if you hear his voice do not harden your heart it says my sheep hear my voice they know me and follow me so mm-hmm. he's got to be speaking in order for mm-hmm. those things to occur and he is he's always speaking his love mm-hmm. and his kindness and his goodness and his direction and his wisdom and his power mm-hmm. over us why mm-hmm. would we ever want to miss it you know Mm -hmm. but thank you also for being a person that endorsed it and i really Mm -hmm. appreciate those acknowledgements because i'm going to put those out because it matters what other people said from you know about it yeah testimony is powerful which goes back to us sharing our faith it goes back to being healed and set free because then we can free people it goes back to shifting the atmospheres it goes back to being an encouragement it all circles back so so you've heard really hurt proud. people, hurt people, right? You've heard that yeah. phrase, hurt people, hurt people. But heal people, healed people. And I and heard free people, free people. And free people, free, so. pe- free people. Mm-hmm. It's really true. So you're such a freedom fighter, and I love that about you. I think that's one you of the reasons you. we're really connected. I mean, mm-hmm. all the other little things, whether it's goofiness, but those for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else on your heart, or would you just pray freedom over people and not pray, yeah, or whatever absolutely. you want to do? Okay. Love to. Um, Father God, mm, I'm calling on Father. That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's profound. Um, Father God, Lord Jesus and Holy Spirit, we just come before you as we close out this time as um, buddy times on this podcast from across the country from each other. And I thank you for the technology. I thank you for the season, even though it's been very hard. There is hope. I do look forward with hope and faith. And um, I just challenge people to look over the last year with um, and see where there's places that where they can have gratitude and see where sweet things have, beauty has come out of ashes and where sweet things have happened or even if it's little, and they would write them down and claim them and realize that that cannot be stolen from them. And Lord, I do hope that eyes will be um, lifted towards you, Mm -hmm. that they would hear you speak to them. 
And Lord, whether um, I just pray over Rachel's book that it would go to every state and around the world because it is a tool and a great part of our identity to know that we are so connected to you that we can hear you speak to us. You're that personal. Mm -hmm. And that you created us with an identity that's marked by you. And anything that we're not hearing that is um, loving and moving us forward and with kindness um, that is a lie from the enemy that we would do Rachel's jingle. <laughs> we'd call it out and we'd renounce it and we would mm -hmm. come Thank into you, agreement Jesus. with who you say that we are. And we would know that whose we are. God, I pray over the, the people listening and um, they would want people around them to know truth and that the truth would set them free. I pray that they would walk in freedom. I pray any areas of our identity that don't line up with truth would get healed. Yes, Lord. People would be set free from those lies. Lord, there's, there's an identity crisis happening around the world. And today we put a stake in the ground saying our identity is in you yes, Jesus. and who you say we are. And I ask that people right now would be hearing truth bombs from mm -hmm. you, Lord. Even like they, they, they would just, they would just have to like pause a minute and like write it down Amen. because like truth would be like oozing out of this. Um, the Holy Spirit would be refreshing that they would be encouraged where there was discouragement. They would be feeling brave where they felt fear and they would have gratitude where they had uh, dismay and like apathy and just bleh. They would have like gratitude bubbling up. I pray like living water would be refreshing their souls right now. I pray for a new level of bravery that people would speak. They would speak truth. They would be bold. They would be kind, but they would do it um, with, with truth. They would walk in spirit and truth. I pray blessings over Rachel. I pray blessings over each of our families. I pray blessings over each person this is going out to. And a reminder to keep our eyes on Jesus. Hmm. Whatever's happening to and fro and around us, that we would step onto solid ground and keep our eyes on Jesus. God, we love you. We bless you. We thank you. And it's by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Father, I thank you for who you are in the world and what you're doing. I thank you that you're good and you're sovereign. Father, I thank you for Gail. I thank you for this buddy time. Lord, I pray for season three. I pray for the real deal. I pray for the person who is listening to the sound of our voices, God. I ask in Jesus' name that you would reveal yourself to each person uh, more powerfully, more intimately, in a different way than before, God. But I just know that you are the one who draws us to yourself. I thank you for each believer, Lord. I thank you that they are a saint, that they are a uh, forgiven one, that they're chosen, they're holy, they're adopted, they're redeemed, they're forgiven, they're predestined, they're seated with you in the heavenlies, Lord, and that they're a masterpiece. I thank you, God, that each person can really claim their identity so they can run the race set before them. And I pray, God, that it would be so clear what they are to do. And so, Lord, I pray that we wouldn't get freaked out, that we just take the next step and the next step and the next step. And so I bless the steps of the, um, each listener in 2021, Lord. I bless the steps that they would know that you're the one that can make mountains made low, valleys filled in, crooked places straight and rough smooth. And I speak that over them right now in Jesus' name. I pray, God, that they would be able to recognize voices and reject it if there's an enemy, Lord. And they would be able to recognize, reject, repent, Lord. Just say, I'm sorry for, you know, being a person who believed this and that they would renounce things that are not true and they would replace it with truth, Lord, so they can rejoice and be refreshed. And I thank you, God, for the truth of that. I ask in Jesus' name, that there would be many, many people, many, many people who are excited and connected and want to be those who reach out to others with good news, with a, a, a word of hope. So, Lord, I pray mm -hmm. that the God of hope would fill each listener with hope and joy by the power of the Holy Spirit and that it would overflow because of who you are. I ask that in Jesus' name. And bless Gail today. 
bless her influence, bless her job, bless her family, bless her husband, bless the connections that she makes, God. And I pray that you would crown her with righteousness in such a way that no no monkey business can ever happen in her head either. Thank you for this friendship. That Thank you that you gave it to us. We just bless you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, I sure love you. I was just going to say the same thing. I sure <laughs> love your guts. <laughs> I, lo- I love your guts. I'm going to pop your neck. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace. 